0: And welcome once again to Heads and Tails, your friendly neighborhood timeless cricket podcast. In this podcast, Abhishek Chopra and I, Nitin Sundar, take a DeLorean time machine into cricket's glorious past to relive repeating trends, oodles of nostalgia and tragedy. For instance, the recurring disappointment for Royal Challengers Bangalore.
1: Abhishek (laughs) Chopra, how are you doing this week? I'm good, I'm good and... uh... Uh, right off the bat, you've gone into attacking mode mentioning uh, the tragedy that is uh, RCB. I, um, I, by the way, just went for
0: Bangalore because it sort of rhymes with DeLorean and with Glorious Bangalore. But I guess that didn't come through. But unfortunately, <laughs> Bangalore has always stuck in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> know, for no rhyme know. or reason, if I may add. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I probably am being a little uncharitable to Bangalore. So we are recording this on the 8th of May, Monday night, Soon after, Kolkata Knight Riders sneaked a last ball win against Punjab Kings, with Rinku Singh once again holding his nerve to score a boundary of the last ball of Ashdeep Singh this time. What that means, by the way, is that RCB currently on the table have 5 wins after 10 games, which puts them at 6th position. But I feel the table has got this wrong because uh, RCB technically have a game in hand. They could go ahead of Lucknow Super Giants if they win their next game which will then take them to uh, six wins in 11 games, which is going to be ahead of Lucknow and put them just behind Gujarat and Chennai. Basically, what we have is a logjam as always. Gujarat sitting pretty at the top, eight wins out of 11 games. Chennai close on the heels with six wins out of 11. Team number three all the way down to team number 10 are separated by not much. So technically, every team still in with a shout. Um, so yeah, things are getting hot as we go into the last—I uh, don't know—20 more days of this. The, the IPL just keeps continuing while while our podcast keeps doing episode after episode.
1: Absolutely, and uh, yeah, I—it's—it's uh, it's, uh, difficult to uh, you know summarize the entirety of the IPL. Uh, actually, not the entirety. With 20 days more to go, uh, you know, so succinctly as you've just done, <laughs> but. Uh, Uh, It's very hard to say even right now which teams are going to make it to the playoffs. And perhaps that uh, is the success of the format and that is the success of the tournament that the teams uh, increasingly seem evenly matched. So, let's see how it all
0: pans out uh, as far as the IPL goes. Uh, And in the meantime, Pakistan and uh, New Zealand have been playing a series now for the last what, three, four weeks and that that has finally come to an end as well with uh, the one day series going to pakistan a 4-1 victory for them new zealand managing to pull off the dead rubber have you been following those games chops
1: yeah i've been following them on and off and um, i mean uh, very very high regard for uh, uh, what has been an a team of uh, the new zealand uh, new zealand side uh, you know getting such good performances in against a full strength pakistan side at home uh, white ball format, uh, T20 as well as uh, ODIs in both of them, they've uh, put up a very, very good fight with some new names, uh, um, you know, putting out a good show. Uh, the T20 series, as we had mentioned on an earlier episode, was tied to all, uh, with one match getting uh, hailed out, not even rained out. And uh, the ODI series has ended 4 1 in favor of Pakistan, uh, and also. Pakistan, for the first ever time in their uh, history of ODI cricket, have reached the number one position. So, yeah. a moment to celebrate for uh, for Pakistan as well. Yeah,
0: trust Chopper knows to be keeping track of dates and interesting coincidences. But then, after all, this is a podcast that has a time machine. So, no surprises there. Uh, good, good news there then from Pakistan. At least one team seems to be taking the one-day format seriously in a World Cup year. I don't think any of the other teams have a proper lead-up into this one Day World Cup that's uh, coming upon us in uh, about September, October. We look forward to that as well. But uh, good build-up for Pakistan and a good job by a second-string New Zealand team. <music> the biggest highlight of the IPL this week was Sunday evening's game between Rajasthan Royals and Sunrisers Hyderabad, which are one of the craziest finishes ever. With five runs required to win off the last ball, The bowler was Sandeep Sharma to the batsman Abdul Samad. He delivers a ball. Samad tries to go for a six. Ends up skying the ball. is caught in the deep. Rajasthan starts celebrating. Sandeep puts his hand out, looks to the sky and smiles. (laughs) Samad looks disappointed. And then the umpire puts his hand out and signals a no ball. So the game is not over. There is a free hit to come. And the momentum now is is with sunrisers. They just need uh, four runs now to win the game. uh, And uh, And Abdul Samad manages to hit a 6 of the free hit to win the game for the Sunrisers. A most incredible finish, Chops. I know you're not a big fan of the IPL, but I think the hype around this finish got to you also.
1: Yes, indeed. All the uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad batsmen who have unfortunately been out of form for a long time collectively managed to come to the party. Uh, None of them wasted too many balls. None of that anchoring stuff that uh, a lot of other teams end up doing uh, in the IPL. All of them came in, started going for it. And um, uh, the other star of the show was Glenn Phillips. Uh, we'll have to check this, but perhaps one of those guys who has won the man of the match uh, in a batting role after facing the least number of balls, uh, just seven balls, uh, and he scored 25 runs with three amazing sixes, which really set up the game uh, for uh, Sunrise's Hyderabad for, uh, for the win that they were able to secure. In the last over, on the last ball, after the unfortunate no-ball for Sandeep Sharma. Uh, and I mean, not to forget, this is how the IPL goes, right? Uh, luck plays such a big role. Uh, a few days ago, Sandeep Sharma was being hailed uh, uh, across the world, if I may say so, for uh, defending uh, a few, quite a few runs uh, against Mahindra Singh Dhoni. Seven to win of three balls,
0: with Dhoni having just hit a couple of sixes already of his bowling. Okay. And then Sandeep managed to land his Yorkers uh, in, you know, perfectly. But the focus should stay on that no ball. So as an observer, uh, do you think it's okay for a fast bowler or any bowler for that matter to be bowling no balls, but especially to be bowling a no ball at a time when a game is so tight and you know that delivering a legal delivery is, is going to increase your chance of winning by, you know, significantly at that point in time?
1: Uh, as is my wont, I go back to 1960-61, the tight test of uh, Brisbane, uh, when um, the West Indian skipper came to the West Indian pacer, West Hall, and um, the last ball instructions from the skipper were, don't bowl or no ball. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's that's all that uh, was mentioned to him. The match, of course, ended in a in a famous tie, and uh, it's it's... It's obviously not so cool to do that uh, on the last ball. Uh, Bowling a legal ball should be, um, you know, top priority. But I mean, I can understand these guys are doing this day in and day out. And uh, sometimes in the heat of the moment, when you're trying your best, uh, you tend to uh, stretch yourself a little more. And that extra effort, uh, instead of resulting in a good ball, at the other end results in uh, your uh, foot crossing the line. And uh, that's how it goes. On that noble note, in the last over, at a very, very crucial stage of the match, we go back and we go back 10 years. We go back to IPL 2013. And what do we find? We find similar names back there again. We have the Kohli and the Dhoni and the Jadeja and so many of these other guys who were still trying to uh, do the same thing over and over again. In the heat of April and May, we go to a match at Chepok uh, and the two arch rivals facing off against each other. The Kaveri Derby, Royal Challengers Bangalore and the Chennai Super Kings. What happened Nitin and why do we remember this match today?
0: Uh, I'm going to give the spoiler right at the start. We went back to this match because our hook, like you mentioned, chops, was a no ball being delivered of the very last ball of the match. And all the bowler really had to do was landed and you know finished the game off very similarly it's 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 funny how history repeats itself there it is a very similar situation rp singh was the bowler ravindra jadeja was the batsman rp singh gets him out of the last ball I, i'm not i don't remember exactly how many runs were needed i think it was 2 to win or was it 3 to win of the last ball 2 to win 2 to, two win. Two to win of the last ball rp singh to ravindra jadeja he bowls it short and just outside off stump cramping Jadeja for room, who was, by the way, in great form, he was swinging big sixes even earlier in this very over. Jadeja goes for a cut, an uppercut, gets a loopy top edge that goes to third man, the catch is completed, Kohli is celebrating the way Kohli always celebrates Uh, and then Kohli realizes and everybody realizes that the umpire's hand has gone out sideways and meanwhile Jadeja has run back for the second, he didn't even have to do that and Sir Jadeja became a thing around this time in 2013, I remember. Uh, and I think the joke back then was Jadeja is the only person who needs two runs to win of the last ball, gives a catch and still ends up winning the game. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just one of those things back in the day when things would go wrong for RCB in all kinds of weird ways. And yeah. we thought we'd never see a no ball of the last ball of a match. But then here we are, <laughs> 10 years later, it happened again. But that's that's the game we're talking about. And and like you mentioned, so many similar names, also so many different, so many differences, but also so many similarities. Uh, A couple of things that stand out for me. RCB wearing a gold-spangled red jersey. A little different (laughs) than what they wear now. It's basically the same jersey that Punjab Kings is wearing now, funnily. Uh, And you look back at Chennai's uh, opening bowlers. Dirk Manis and Chris Morris opening the bowling for Chennai Super Kings. Two random names, two blasts from the past. But again, not very different from what it is now. You look at their current bowling attack. (laughs) They can have two random bowlers. Tushar Deshpande. And Akash Singh and, uh, I don't know, Deepak Chahar has emerged now as one of their opening bowlers. Not very different from what it was back then. CSK yeah. also had a young and bristling Mohit Sharma as their first change bowler. And 10 years later, Mohit Sharma is back in a whole new avatar again yeah. for a table-topping team. Though this time it is Gujarat Titans. Yes. KL Rahul was playing for RCB. If you look at the rushes of this game towards the end, behind the disappointed is and even more disappointed looking KL Rahul, clean-shaven, without a beard. Remember those time stops when some Indian players used to be (laughs) clean-shaven? Yeah. Yeah. Also, are Ashwin playing for CSK? Lots of people say these days, CSK doesn't unearth talent. They tend to pick experienced players who already, you know, have established themselves. But back then, CSK was a bit different. They spotted Ashwin before the world. uh, And he came on as a gun bowler for them in 2010 and 2011. I think he was one of their standout players in 2011. Used to bowl so well. But some things don't change. Like we said, Jadeja and MSD, back then playing for CSK, they're still doing it. Uh, and Chris Gale was playing for RCB back then, as was AB De Villiers, right? And that used to be the the Galacticos at the top for RCB. Gale, Kohli, and uh, AB and De Villiers. And Gale, I think, in his last great season for RCB. And this is the year where he scored 175, which remains the highest score in a T20 game, I believe. So, yeah, yeah plenty, plenty that... Uh, it looks similar, plenty that looks different. It doesn't feel like yes. 10 years have gone by, to be very honest.
1: Yeah, the other thing that I remember about uh, you know this match, and I got reminded of it when I was uh, reading about it in preparation for this episode, was uh, was the sorry tale of uh, Sri Lankan players not being allowed in Chennai in this season. So, Muthaya yeah. Daran, who was uh, part of the RCB team, and I think he played quite a few matches in this season. Uh, as he would right, Murli Dharan after yeah. all, uh, was not allowed for uh, this match in Chennai, and he was the first one to suffer this fate. Uh, you also had a couple of other Sri Lankans, yeah. but they were either not in the uh, considered in the playing eleven or they had uh, injuries, etc. And hence, uh, uh, Murli Dharan became the first guy to uh, you know face this. And CSK. Their uh, administration uh, and the team, perhaps involved too, decided to protest in their own way. The first song that blared off uh, in the in the ground from the speakers was, uh, in fact, a Sinhalese baila and uh, perhaps a little uh, protest, uh, you know, for the right cause, I would say, against the uh, ban imposed on Sri Lankan players uh, in Chennai at that time. CSK happens to be one of the few
0: teams that has a. A healthy representation of Sri Lankan players in them, currently. Indeed. Uh, yes. Mahesh Patirana and uh, Mahesh Tikshana, uh, who are part of their bowling attack. Two bowlers who probably don't make the starting eleven for Sri Lanka. right? And uh, one of the things we have noted in this IPL is, or in recent editions of the IPL, has been the dwindling representation of Sri Lankan players. The barely three or four players who make the cut to any of the yeah. teams. There is Manuka Rajapaksha this time. Manindu Hasranga, of course, plays for RCB. And I believe Dasun Shanaka is in one of the squads. But uh, apart from Hasaranga, none of these are starting starting eleven players for any of their Thichana. teams. Tikshana. Uh, but Tikshana and Patirana are for CSK. And yeah. that again goes back to CSK's oddball selection strategy. Uh, it's yeah. almost like they cobble together whatever is available in the auction. And they put MS Dhoni on top. And somehow the <laughs> magic just seems to work every
1: alternate year. Indeed. And uh, the other important thing was uh, uh, the two guys you mentioned. Dirk Nannes and uh, Chris Morris, very very different bowlers. Both of them obviously having you know no explicit connection to Chennai, but both very CSKian, if I may call them so. Mm-hmm. Dirk Nannes was this uh, double uh, international, played for uh, the Netherlands, played for Australia. Fast, bustling uh, left arm pace bowler who could uh, crank it up whenever he wanted to. Uh, and has now become a very well-known commentator, uh, especially on radio in Australia. And he and Chris Morris really tied down Chris Gale. This was the time when, you know, tying down Chris Gale used to be like perhaps uh, 90% of the bowlers team meeting or, uh, you know, any yeah. team meeting in the IPL. And these two guys found a way to do it. They basically did not bowl, uh, you know, wide to Chris Gale, which was uh, what most of the other teams were doing in order to, you know, not let him reach the ball since his footwork was limited. These guys decided to go the other way. They were they had pace on their side, of course, and they bowled into the body and shot repeatedly, could not free his arms and then, uh, you know, gave his wicket away. You had Mayank Agarwal also playing
0: for RCB. So, back then you had Agarwal and Rahul, Bangalore boys, playing for RCB. Yeah. Agarwal opening the innings and he Ashwin bowls a beautiful ball that drifts down the leg side. Classic stumping from Dhoni to get rid of uh, Agarwal there. Yeah. Holy, as usual, getting stuck right. A, a very odd <laughs> half century in this game. Just hits two yeah. fours and two sixes. The strike rate is in great shakes. Very frustrating yeah. player uh, in the IPL for especially for his own fans. But after that, that magician AB de Villiers comes out and you know right. throws the form book out, <laughs> scoring yes. yet another very fast 60 to uh, to inject a lot of momentum into the into that RC innings. They eventually get to 165 for six. At one stage, it looked like they wouldn't make 145. So, and all that was down to ABW's magic. So, um, a tricky chase then for Chennai Super Kings at home on a pitch that traditionally turns quite a bit. Hasi and Murli Vijay used to be their openers, uh, Mr. Cricket himself. Uh, unusually getting off to a bad start, losing both of them. And then uh, Suresh Raina comes in. He used to do his thing for CSK, gets the chase underway along with Yes, badrinath but it's getting it's getting steep as dhoni comes out to bat along with jadeja and dhoni keeps them in the hunt hits a couple of massive sixes one of them lands on the roof at chepauk you don't see that often you see that happen at the chennai stadium but here it happened at the chidambaram stadium
1: yeah back then he's, his his sixing hitting ability was uh, absolutely something to look forward to unfortunately when he gets out uh, uh, you know it's it's back to rcb they have the momentum again because there's not a lot of batting to come after this. Uh, you have Ravindra Jadeja still at the crease, who's going great guns in that season. But you have Dwayne Bravo and a couple of other guys. And um, uh, Dwayne Bravo promptly gets out. And then uh, you have uh, Chris Morris coming into the uh, onto the crease. And uh, RCB have it. Uh, they almost have it. And then, uh, you know, as they have it almost completely, they manage to lose it. What happens in that last over, Nitin? 16 to win of six
0: balls. It's R.P. Singh who's going to bowl that last over. R.P. Singh, two years after his incredible comeback into the Indian Test team uh, uh, for the Oval Test match, the fourth Test match of the nightmare Test series that happened in 2011 after India won the World Cup, went to England, lost 4-0, then went to Australia, lost 4-0. In that fourth Test in England, everyone was injured. Nobody was available. They flew R.P. Singh across from Miami, where he was holidaying. To play for uh, India and he showed up there portly, overweight, and promptly got smashed all around the park by the England team. Let's not go into that. He actually looks fitter in 2013 <laughs> as he, sh- he turns up in uh, you know star spangled uh, red for RCB to bowl that last over. 16 runs to defend. First ball of the last over, Jadeja goes for Hoyk, gets a four through third man. The second ball is a proper Jadeja, you know, uh, classic. It's a smash. Into the leg side, it's a length ball which he just pumps over long on for a massive, massive six, and and you have to marvel at Jadeja, right? Like he's going through a slightly difficult season as a batsman right now. He's not been scoring too many, but I think the the magic of Jadeja's batting really came to the fore in 2013, and it's something that has uh, had CSK and the Indian cricket team in good stead in the last uh, I would say eight to nine years. But he's brought it down to six needed or four. He gets a single. It's over to Chris Morris. He gets a couple with a Kohli misfield, coincidentally, another single and he gives the strike back to Jadeja and that's when R.P. Singh runs in and <laughs> bowls that no ball. right? And like we said, so many themes repeating uh, right, over the years. If you look at the replay of that no ball from side on and they show that to you immediately after the ball has been bowled, uh, like we said, two needed of one ball. It's very important here for the non-striker to be aware of the yards that he needs to cover. Chris Morris, the non-striker, has taken a massive start. So, R.P. Singh, by the way, bowls a huge no-ball, right? He's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah, put yeah, his put yeah. his well over the crease. But Chris Morris is at least a couple of yards out of his crease here and R.P. Singh is not aware of what's going on. Uh, he could have easily got the Mankat over here, but this was before the Mankat became Deere in the IPL, uh, which happened, I think, in 2018 when Chandra Ashwin did what he did to Joss Butler. Of course, they are now teammates. Things, The more things change in the IPL, the more they stay the <laughs> same or vice versa. But why I point that out is, if you look at the replay of what happened a couple of days back as Sandeep Sharma bowls that ball to Abdul Samad, the non-striker is again miles out of the crease, right? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. uh, I think, Marco Janssen, the South African fast bowler, he's well out of the crease. Again, it's not like they're nine down, so it's not like a monkard would have uh, altered the result of the game, but it would at least ensure the next batsman did not take liberties with you know taking a start. But uh, there you have it. And since we are talking about monkeds, uh, like we mentioned, after this, holy celebrates, and then the uh, umpire umpire's hand goes off. At least back then, you did not have that hooter that goes off and a no ball. <laughs> so yeah. the
1: uh,
0: the news is not telegraphed to you, uh, you know, over audio. Um, uh, either as a viewer or as a player on the field, but you need to see the umpire and then realize. It's amazing, like there are cutaway shots as Jadeja is running back for the second. He's seen the umpire's hand go out. Chris Gale, who's one of the fielders has not seen the umpire's hand go out. So both Chris Gale for RCB and Jadeja for CSK are celebrating at the same time. But only Jadeja is right because he knows that (laughs) CSK won the game. Gale, uh, unfortunately, wrongly thinks that uh, RCB won the game. And as uh, the camera pans from the middle, it pans to the dugout and the entire CSK team runs into the field. Who's the first person running out? It's the batsman who's padded up to come in next and that happens to be Ravichandran Ashwin once again. He's never too far away from a Munkat moment <laughs> and Ashwin really is the threat that connects the story, right? So he was there in th- 2013 for the CSK team. He was there for Rajasthan Royals on Sunday when, uh, when Sandeep Sharma bowled their no-ball and Earlier this season, Ashwin even spoke about how he has been giving Sandeep Sharma tips about how he needs to bowl in the depth. Apparently, he advised him. And that's how Sandeep Sharma got those uh, that over against Dhoni, right, against CSK. Ashwin, for whatever reason, was subbed out uh, yesterday and uh, was subbed out on Sunday. He wasn't in the middle and lo, What happens? Sandeep
1: Sharma mm-hmm. bowls a no ball. So, there you go. A, a, a neat little connection to the past there a yeah. memorable win for uh, chennai and uh, total heartbreak for uh, uh, virat kohli and his boys and there's this uh, very nice picture that i saw on crickinfo which has uh, ravindra jadeja realizing for the first time you know on that evening that his team had actually won yeah. and he's on one side of the screen in the foreground on the uh, other side of the picture in the background is uh, kohli who had already started running in from his position on the boundary and uh, he suddenly realizes uh, that his team has lost and his uh, run to the middle breaks off and uh, you know his hands are flailing around and uh, all the smile has uh, you know vanished off his face so yeah uh, very contrasting emotions and nicely captured uh, by the photographer
0: we really thought uh, ipl 2013 peaked at that moment little did we know the no ball that we have spoken about is not even <laughs> the most famous no ball from the 2013 ipl <laughs> That Indeed. was bowled a few days later by Shanth, who had a towel tucked in his trouser, a no-ball that later landed him in jail. It was a no-ball that also went on to land the team owner of the Rajasthan Royals, Raj Kundra, in a lot of trouble. And at the same time, on the day of the final of the 2013 season, when Chennai Super Kings were taking on Mumbai Indians, the uh, enthusiast, who also happened to be the son-in-law of the owner of the Chennai Super Kings, Gurunath Meyappan, also got a life ban from cricket and cricket-related activities from the BCCI for the shenanigans that he was up to in the background, uh, with related to betting and all kinds of other weird stuff. We spoke about Ashwin. There was a game later in the in that season where Ashwin opened the innings for Chennai Super Kings against Kolkata Knight Riders ahead of players like uh, I mean ahead of the entire Chennai Super Kings lineup. Mm-hmm. It was a strange decision. We, it later came to light that it was a decision that was pushed by the uh, son-in-law of the owner. Uh, Guru Nath Mayapan, who happened to be a cricket enthusiast with interesting inputs on team tactics. CSK mm-hmm. continued to play the IPL as did Rajasthan for two full seasons before the CBI uh, inquiry, the Lodha committee eventually got them banned for a couple of seasons for strange happenings that happened in 2013. It really was a season that had everything, right? It had so much that has repeated itself like we said, so much unusual stuff that happened back then. It also was the year, the first time that Virat Kohli and Gautam Gambhir went at each other on a cricket field, <laughs> by the way. and that's something that continues to happen. So, it's, at times, it's nice to see history repeat itself, but there are certain parts of history that we hope will not repeat. Indeed.
1: So, IPL twenty thirteen is where we went to for the fourteenth episode of Heads and Tails where we had a no-ball of what could have been the last ball of the match, as we did a few days ago in IPL 2023. That's how it goes in the world of the IPL. What goes around, comes around. And you, our listeners, you have to stay where you are and keep listening to us and give us amazing ratings and tell all your friends about us. (laughs) Till we have another episode of Heads and Tails, it's Nitins and me signing off. Bye!
0: Before I sign off, I should say big thanks to Chops for agreeing to let our time machine stop at the IPL for a change. Chops, as some people on this podcast might know, is not a big fan of the IPL. So, thank you so much, Chops, for for letting us indulge ourselves with some IPL nostalgia. After all, even the IPL has nostalgia because that's how cricket goes. Thank you. Thank you once again.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You were listening to Heads and Tails, hosted by Abhishek Chopra and Nitin Sundar. Produced by Audiomatic. Producers for Audiomatic: Rajesh Tahil and Abdul Khanulkar. Assistant producer: Bia Kash.